0: Welcome to Detour to Neverland, your guide to living your best Disney life through
1: your hobby or business. Here's your hosts, Brendan and Catherine.
0: Welcome back to Detour to Neverland. Today is episode number 86. So the first thing we're going to do to kick off our episode is announce the winner of our 10K giveaway from last episode, where we are giving away a pair of amazing, amazing Hercules ears from our friends Lauren and Lizzie at Eerie and Enchanting Design. So the winner is Shelly on Instagram as shellmeister247. So congratulations, Shelly. We will be in contact with you so we can ship those out to you ASAP. Um, This week's giveaway is from our friends at Waltz Wardrobe. We are super excited to be giving away one of their t-shirts. I know they have one of Brendan's favorite t-shirts, very soft, of course they have the Paradise Falls design that we adore, because we're up people. So we're super excited to be working with them again and giving that away. So if you're interested in a Waltz Wardrobe t-shirt, and I don't know why you wouldn't be, Um, just make sure to send us a screenshot, you know, give us a shout out, let us know that you're listening, and you will be entered in to win.
1: And to be completely honest, because we've done so many giveaways for so many weeks now, you have very good chances of winning if you (laughs) enter. So if you've been on the fence, not sure, not quite sure if you want to do it, now is the time to do it, because we're getting down to the end. I believe we only have three left?
0: Three left, including this one. So Walt's wardrobe and two more. Yeep. That's so exciting though. This has been so much fun. And we've loved seeing all of your, you know, tags and posts and it helps us feel the love and we just enjoy knowing that you're listening.
1: For sure. So today's episode is a really unique episode because I it's for the first time more than just a product, maybe as a product creator that we have those on, you know, quite often. Our friend Kirsten over at Report the Magic has an offer for you guys. So she came equipped. She's bringing the heat for you guys. And I really think it's something that can help so many of our listeners. If you're in the content creation space, or honestly in the product as well, and you're making you know social media posts or Pinterest posts, whatever it might be, listen later in the episode for the link and, and where to go. And we'll put it in our show notes as well for where you can go learn more information about it. I don't want to tease it too much, <laughs> I know. Uh, but listen later on. And it really is a wonderful offer, and we are so thankful for Kirsten for doing that for you guys as our listeners. So without further ado, we're going to introduce Kirsten Keller, who runs Report the Magic podcast, which is a trip report-based podcast, one of my favorites. You guys know that I love trip reports. And then she also runs The Photo Reserve, she'll talk about that, and then also She's bringing the heat with some amazing tips for Pinterest.
0: She is a woman of many talents.
1: I'm surprised that we were able to pack it into like a (laughs) one-hour episode, to be completely honest. It probably should have been broken up. So hold on tight. We move fast in this one, but there's so many value nuggets and value bombs in there that I think you guys can take away. So without further ado, we're going to turn it over to Kirsten. Be sure to listen out for that link, and thank you guys so much for listening.
2: Yeah, for sure. Thank you so much. I am thrilled and so excited for everything you're doing for the Disney community. Uh, So I basically, I don't know where this love of Disney came from. My first trip to Disney World was when I was 12, and I actually worked in the Disney store in Minnesota because it was as connected as I could possibly get um, when I was in college. I did not do the college program program, sadly, Um, and then fast forward, I just, I have loved podcasts for a very long time um, before they became this phenomenon that they are today. And I always wanted to combine my love of Disney with my love of podcasts. And we're talking years. And so I was sitting there in my car listening to my favorite Disney podcast and it ended and I was all caught up. And that, And so I was like, all right, I'll just, you know, I searched through, found another one. Um, I have a very long commute every day. And the podcaster was raving about a restaurant that I had sworn to never step foot in because the other podcast, this sounds so silly when I say it now, but because the other podcasts that I listened to were just like, "It's, it's just not Disney's best, you know, don't go there. There's so many other and they felt so strongly about it. And it was just this weird aha moment where I thought, if you are listening to a Disney podcast, which is amazing, I think there are so many out there, they're so helpful, please, you know, make that a part of your planning, right, if you're not already, but then you're only getting the opinion of the podcasters. And then I, I don't know, it was just this weird aha moment. And so I thought this is a way in Minnesota where I could interview real families that are coming back from their vacations, whether it's adults only, a family with small kids, maybe I did a solo trip, um, you know, just a wide variety of families and hearing their, their honest, you know, real reports of their vacations right when they get home. So we can hear really what's happening in the parks. Currently, um, it was just kind of this great aha moment. So that's how I uh, report the magic was born.
1: Perfect.
0: I love that. Oh, I love you. that. <laughs> it sounds I mean, so weird, <laughs> but it's so true. When you were talking about like, you only get one person's opinion because I feel like we do the same thing. We'll be like, oh, well, they suggested this, so it must be awesome. But yeah, totally, you no, know, that's a good point. So I love what you're doing as well.
1: We also fall into groupthink where like, oh, that person doesn't like. The Tiki Room? We don't like the Tiki Room. (laughs) Things like that. Totally.
2: (laughs) Totally. Yes. For the
1: record, we love the Tiki Room.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Let's be clear. Yes. That's exactly right.
1: I've got to ask. It's just the way you said it, and you said you've listened to a lot of podcasts. Do you happen to listen to EO Fire with John?
2: A hundred (laughs) percent.
1: Every oh single my.
2: episode, yeah. Fire Nation,
1: <laughs> the way that you said aha moment, I was like, Wait oh, that, a minute, is Jake on the line
2: here? <laughs> that is so funny. It's like osmosis, right? You can't yes. help it, just like all the Disney acronyms, they just start flowing out of you and you don't even notice you're saying them. Um, yeah, oh,
1: that's wonderful. So, let's talk about Report the Magic. And, like, I, I'll be completely candid, Trip Reports you know, we include them on Detour to Neverland because I absolutely love them. Like, it doesn't really fit the theme of our show, but we still find a way to work them in, like with our past, past guest. And when I was going through the stage where I was consuming Disney content, like 24-7, nonstop, trip reports, I think, are one of the most useful ways to feel that connection to the parks and feel the connection to the magic and and live vicariously through people. So, you know... What, what were the conversations that took place to get it off the ground? And and how did you decide that, you know, this was the route that you were going to take it? And then, you know, what were the first steps of finding the initial guests and and deciding, you know, how everything was going to flow together?
2: Yeah, those are great questions. So trip reports are really interesting because, um, I don't want to fall into the, you know, that we went to this ride and then we went to this ride because you can really truly only hear that possibly so many times where you start losing the value out of that. Um, But I also, so there's two things. I feel like they're so valuable with planning because, for example, my son just turned four on Sunday and he is very sweet. But very fearful, <laughs> and I did an interview just um, recently, and her four-year-old was tall enough to go on all the rides, I'm t- all of them, and she loves Space Mountain. And my, I'm just like, what? So if you, I see so often, and I'm sure you do too. But in there's great Disney planning Facebook groups on or f- groups on Facebook, and you see over and over, they'll be like is Tower of Terror good for a nine-year-old? And I just want to, you know, be like, yes, Tower of Terror could be awesome for your nine-year-old. Also, it could scare your nine-year-old to pieces and they won't move for the rest of the day, right? <laughs> so to hear actual stories from a variety of variety of families uh, with kids, I think is really where that magic comes into it with trip reports. And then also, you know, As Disney lovers, we just, if we don't, if we're not on a Disney vacation truly in our core we want to be planning a Disney vacation right so it's a way for us who are really those raving fans to stay connected to the parks and we can we can like if when I'm interviewing a family and they're talking about how they went there for road drop and then they headed straight to Toy Story Land like I can be in my mind like walking this path with them and just picturing myself there and so it's just an awesome way to stay connected to even if you're not you know Going soon. Mm -hmm. We, I think for sure
0: can relate to that (laughs) when you said, you know, if you're not in Disney, you want to be planning a trip to Disney. I think especially for Brendan, that's something that he thrives on. (laughs) In six days we
1: can make fast passes.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Totally.
2: (laughs) Totally on
0: it. But absolutely. When you're looking for these people, you know, Mm -hmm. since you want such a wide variety of guests to interview, how do you go about You know, finding those people and talking to them.
2: Yes. So I would say that really, truly. Um, I did reach out to an admin. So if you're if you're considering doing this, whether a blog, a podcast, um, if you're considering trying to incorporate trip reports into your content that you're creating, um, I reached out specifically. Do not. I'm a strong believer in not spamming Facebook groups. I just I don't think that's good karma. Um, but I did, you know, private message a few admins of some of the bigger Facebook groups and said, "Hey, you know, I'm start I'm launching this podcast. Is it okay if I ask for guests? I'm not a travel agent. I'm not promoting anything. I truly just want to hear about some vacations." And one group in particular, um, she was like, of course, go for it. And so um, I was able to get, I really only reached out to, I think, two, um, and I was able to get a good kind of bank to get started. Um, and then it's really, truly just been Instagram. So I will post uh, in my stories or even in my feed and I'll just say, hey, like when Run Dis- when it was marathon weekend, I just said, you know, is anyone there? for Marathon Weekend right now, you know, I want to interview you and I'll just get a ton of responses that way. So that's how I'm finding the guests primarily.
1: Yeah, that's so awesome. And and that's, I think, a really organic way of doing it. And I hope, I'm saying this up front because I know how it could be construed badly, but I think, you know, a lot of times, let's say you want to go to Yak and Yeti and you search for Yak and Yeti Review well, you're going to hit all of the big blog sites and you're going to hit the people who have eaten at every single Disney restaurant. They maybe have different expectations or different, you know, palettes from someone who they only go once every five years or maybe it is a once in a lifetime trip or whatever it might be. So I like hearing from the quote unquote, you know, I don't want to use the (laughs) word, but like a nobody, like somebody somebody that I have no previous relationship with, there's no backlog of, of information that have, of other things that they've posted. Just hearing someone's raw experience, I think is like the most beneficial way to, to take that information in.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I actually, I've only done one interview, I guess one and a half um, because they had been when they were kids, but had been a while. But one truly interview where it was more of a first timer experience. And those I would like to uh, interview more because you're right, it's just a completely different lens on the experience for sure.
1: Mm-hmm. For sure. And I think even just from like like most of the people that we're gonna talk to are content creators or product creators. And they go so often. It's just a, it's a, it's a much different experience.
2: Absolutely. You're totally right.
1: So I know one of the other things that we've chatted about off air, and I think it's going to be so useful for our listeners to chat about is this beast of Pinterest. Yes. So I think a lot of people recognize that it, it is such a valuable platform. If you know how, to get your name out there and, and get that traffic to where you're trying to get it to go. So can you talk a little bit about what your background is in Pinterest and then also, you know, tips for little things that people can implement to, to try to get some traffic from there?
2: Yes, for sure. And Brendan, I'm realizing as you're asking me this, that I kind of skipped a little bit of my intro and answering. I got so excited talking about the podcast. Um, But uh, so I'll I'll just add it in here when I talk to talk about my Pinterest background. But um, so just to clarify um, a little bit more about me. I live in Minnesota. I'm a mom of four. Um, I actually this ties in here. Um, I work for a Fortune 500 company. So this still um, have the nine to five. And I actually own content, um, a piece of the content for that company. So uh, it's a lot of my day job as well, um, which I love. And so when I first decided to just kind of Dive, tip my, t- I, sh- I should say more like tiptoe into what does this online marketing world really look like? Um, I started the traditional mom blog. This is going way back, and I wanted to talk about Disney and Hawaii because I love that. Just all these things, you know. I got the, I got the bug. <laughs> that can happen to so many. And I quickly learned that I was really amazed with how Pinterest was driving traffic to my just nothing tiny little blog, and so what I just dis- I shifted gears, I pivoted, and I started working as a virtual assistant, as a Pinterest account manager for small businesses, and so um, this was pre Disney. So the clients that I'm going to refer to now are actually not Disney specific. Specific, but then I'll, of course, loop in, report the magics pins, um, and bring the conversation full circle. But so basically, that's how I got started in Pinterest. And so, what I wanted to offer here for you, Disney content creators, is just kind of this is very um, beginner basics level. Um, but I want to get you started in Pinterest if you're not for your business. Because, for example, I have one client, truth be told, she's not pursuing traffic in other places so she's not heavily focused on instagram she's not heavily focused on facebook but we started growing her account in august and she's grown her email list to over 500 a hundred percent from pinterest okay 500 isn't, you know, thousands and thousands, but that's, she's really, truly, she's just pumping out her content once a week. We have a strategy, we stick to it. And she's consistently day after day after day growing her email list. Mm -hmm. So that's why I love it so much.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. I, I definitely think Pinterest out of any social media site or any sort of platform is probably like this I don't know if scary is the best word, but it's unknown to me. And I love just scrolling through Pinterest, but I wouldn't even know where to begin to use it as like a promotion tool. Yeah.
2: Okay. That is fascinating to me because to me, I'm like, okay, this one I get. The Instagram algorithm, Lord help me because I am so (laughs) – Lost. And so I think that that is so interesting. And then, you know, take Report the Magic, for example. I really truly only started focusing on that content um, just a few months ago. And instantly within two months, my traffic was, you know, over 2,000 page views a month. It was like as soon as I got started. Um, And I don't want to promise the moon by any means. Pinterest is actually more of a slow burn. But my point is that. It's a just a really great organic way to get eyeballs onto your site. So Mm. I have a passion for it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I can tell. And that that's so awesome. And like I'm in some, you know, Disney content creators, Facebook groups, and things like that. And I can say that like a lot of people that we've talked to and, and a lot of people that I hear over there, Pinterest is just that thing. It's like an untapped market almost that it's like. How do we get started over there? Like, There's obviously great potential. And our experience over there is, I just went on to If This Then That website, if anybody uses that, and all I did was link our Instagram and our Pinterest. So it creates a pin, every time I post a picture, it's probably like the worst strategy (laughs) of all time. But then I log in and look at it, and it's like, holy cow, there's like 500 people that looked at this. Like, exactly they didn't go anywhere they just went to my Instagram, <laughs> but you know there there's obviously a big Disney following over there uh, and and obviously a lot of traffic to be to be harnessed if you can do it the right way
2: absolutely so Pinterest is the number three search engine um, after Google and YouTube and these disney vacationers and especially right now i have this passion because you know that with star wars galaxy's edge opening we are going to see of course every you know we'll see more traffic than we've ever seen before in the parks but we're going to see people who have no idea what the heck is going on <laughs> they're just you know they don't speak the the disney war- language um they're just lost and so we know that vacationers go to Pinterest to search um, and to try to learn how to f- learn all these ins and outs of planning a vacation. And so let's get our content on Pinterest. And so they're finding you um, and you're working so hard to create this you know, brilliant content. So. If, if all you're doing, I mean, hey, Brendan, you have something. At <laughs> least Something is better than nothing. I love it. But, I mean, if you'd like, I, can, I would love to just go through a few basics. Um, and I have a download that I created. It's just a really quick cheat sheet to get you started. Um, that will include a link to that as well. Yeah. For everyone. Um, but just if you are just starting with Pinterest there's a few things that I would love for you to do right away so the very first thing is that you do have to set up your uh, Pinterest account to be a business profile this is very simply simple to do um, I'll include the instructions it's just a click of a button kind of like Instagram you know you really truly just have to tell Pinterest you're a business there's no fees to it uh, you just have to set that up And then you have to do a process called enabling rich pins. And again, I will give some instructions to that. Um, But, and it has, I have a bulleted kind of checklist almost for you. Um, But these are just the very first two things that I want you to do to get started. The rest of Pinterest, as kind of a foundation, is all SEO. So you wanna search engine optimize your Pinterest account just like you SEO, you search then optimize your website. So that means if you can fit a keyword into your profile name, they changed the uh, number of characters, so I, I'm sorry, I don't have that off the top of my head here. Uh, they lowered it, unfortunately. But that's why you see these long, if you're on Pinterest and you're just scrolling through, that's why you see those long profile names. It's because uh, people have added keywords to their profile name to help get search traffic. Then in your about you description, it's great you know, if you really add some keywords to that. And then if you have a giveaway or an opt-in Add a bit.ly link because, man, those characters, they barely—they don't give you much. <laughs> uh, so add a add a bit.ly link or a pretty link. Um, pretty links are usually even too long, depending on your URL. And add that to your description. And then you just really want to make sure your board names are optimized. No, I don't want your board names to be fun at all. So, I, and I'm just going to be really honest with you. I don't, wanna, I don't want your board name to be called, like, Spaceship Earth Sunday, right? (laughs) Like, Because nobody is searching Spaceship Earth Sunday on Pinterest. So you really want to make sure that your board names are keywords that vacationers are going to put in the search bar in Pinterest. So from there, really, truly, it just goes layer by layer by layer. So you want to make sure your pin descriptions are optimized. You use a few hashtags. Not thirty like uh, Instagram, um, but those are really truly the absolute basics to just get started. Here's, do you mind? I just keep going? <laughs> Sorry, no, <laughs> you're good. Going. Okay, <laughs> this is, this is so, a lot to take in. Yeah, that's information like overload. Notes. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Yeah, and that's why I created a cheat sheet because I mean, I you could honestly, you know, really just go I for days and days and days on this. So I'm trying to high level and give you an introduction. Um, but yes, that's exactly why I created a, sheet, a cheat sheet for you. But then really, truly, Pinterest does love activity. So they know, like Catherine, you said, you know, you of course, you just love scrolling through Pinterest. Well, Pinterest needs fresh new pins always pumping in their system for to keep people on their platform. And so they really do favor activity, um, in my mind, more than a lot of the other platforms. So what that means is I've tested you know, several different, uh, and, and I will not say there's like, you need to pin X number of pins every single day. H- however, I have tested lower numbers, like 10, 15 pins a day. Really, truly, I find the sweet spot to be 25 to 30 probably 30 pins per day wow (laughs) yeah and this is this is so important because the difference between 10 pins a day and the traffic you're getting to your site and 30 pins per day and the traffic you're getting to, to your site is night and day. It is just such a big difference. And my, there are schedulers. I use Tailwind. Uh, it's not incredibly expensive, uh, but you can, there's ways where you are spending. I mean, I'm, I want to be realistic. You're going to spend probably two, minimum of two hours a week on this, uh, but you can schedule all your pins there's no magic. You can actually, it's, you can schedule as much of your own content as you really want to. I do uh, more of my own content, and then I sprinkle in some others. Um, there's no magic number, in my opinion. There, um, but yeah, that I do feel passionate that you want to keep very consistent. At pinning activity and then Pinterest will it will get you authority in Pinterest eyes and they'll say hey this person's sharing great content we want to keep sharing their pins um, and that's where you're gonna see the magic happen
1: so I mean this is also wonderful and I think it's great that you've laid it out step by step so our listeners you know if they if they want to get started in it, and, and of course we'll be sure that we uh, provide the links to get to that cheat sheet um, as well So for someone like me, I mean, like, explain it to me like I'm a kindergartner. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like, if if you have, you know, if you set your goal that you're going to share 30 pins a day, where are those coming from? Like you, you mentioned, sometimes you're sharing your own content. And then what does that mean to like be sharing other types of content as well?
2: Great question, Brendan. So um, this actually goes into my last tip because I do want I don't want to overwhelm you <laughs> with too much information, but what I would love for every single person out there to do is to create a minimum of three pins for every post. So completely different pins, different images, different titles at a minimum, even four or five would be better. But let's be honest, Like I, I know you can't spend your entire day working just on Pinterest. Um, and that's totally fair. But if there's a way that you can batch you know, your work and make a bunch of pins all at one time, uh, that's really where you're going to see where you're going to build that 30 number. So, Brendan, if you are a kindergartner and just getting started... <laughs> Um and you have you know you have five different posts you can pin the same pin every single day. So what you want to do is have a minimum of 15 different boards, you know like for example I have you know Magic Kingdom tip, tips and tricks and then I have Disney World tips and tricks and so you can pin your same pin to multiple boards because what Pinterest themselves say is that the average pinner only visits a profile 5% of the time. Mm. The majority of the time, they're just staying in the feed and scrolling just like Catherine described, right? You know, it's very rare that you actually dive into a profile. So it doesn't quote-unquote matter so much if you have the same pin uh, multiple times. You don't want to be spammy. You don't want to pin the same pin 10 times a day. Uh, like maybe I think you can do that, you know, on Twitter, Twitter to me is a whole other language that I do not speak, (laughs) but, but, um, but yeah, so, but you can pin the same pin every day. So then, you know, as you build your library of content and if you have two pins for every post, three pins for every post, that's where you see, you know, where it's much easier to pin 30 pins a day. I don't want to get too in the weeds, but Brendan, to answer your question, Um, Tailwind themselves has a feature called tribes. It's basically if you um, are familiar with Pinterest in any way, shape or form, the magic used to be in these group boards. That's where a lot of content creators just had explosive growth uh, to their blogs. (coughs) Now Tailwind tribes are kind of like uh, group group boards, but in the background. So they're in Tailwind. Basically, it's a group of people, like-minded people. So for example, of course, I'm in a bunch of just Disney blogger Tailwind tribes. Everyone shares their pins there. And if you like their pin, then you can schedule it as part of your 30. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, that does make sense. So that makes the 30 not seem so bad. Totally. When you explain it like that, I think both of our eyes lit up when you said 30.
1: (laughs) But just to, but like if you share someone else's, of course, if someone clicks on that and they click through, they're going to that other person's blog, right?
2: Yes, but Pinterest is going to reward you and they're going to show your pins to more people.
1: Ooh.
0: Okay. That's interesting. That makes because sense.
2: It's, yeah. Because it's going to be like, Oh, this person is sharing quality content and people are liking it. They're clicking on it. They're saving the pin. So we want to keep sharing the pins that they're, that they're saving. Mm-hmm.
1: This is also fascinating. <laughs> like I'm ready to log into Pinterest right now. Let's kill it. Catherine.
2: <laughs>
1: like you exactly. can't, I, 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 y- I wonder how many times I text you, Catherine, like, I hate Instagram. Yeah, <laughs> but,
0: it's, it's quite often.
1: I mean, because it's, like, you said, the algorithm makes no sense. You, you have, it's basically just a shot in the dark. You post something, you hope you get the hashtags right. <laughs> mm-hmm. You hope that your followers get even the slimmest chance of seeing it. Um, but, it, you know, it is refreshing to know that there's other platforms out there like Pinterest that at least... It seems like there's a a blueprint (laughs) to to some extent. Of course, you have to put your own personality and your own Mm -hmm. strategies into it, but at least it's a little more straightforward that that if you put the time and effort into it, then it can really pay off.
2: Absolutely. And I think what the key to what you just said there is, and I love Instagram, don't get me wrong, but we know that right now anyway, stories are really taking off and it seems to be where the fire is. Well, stories, you have to be like, in there all day long, or at least daily for sure. Whereas Pinterest, you could block out a couple hours for the whole entire week and not look at it again until the next week or, or even longer. So so the, yeah, that's exactly, I, I really think that was a great point. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. So one of the last things, and it's, and it's honestly something I'm so interested in, it's another kind of project that you have going on called the Photo Reserve. And I know it ties in nicely with Pinterest. So can you talk us through that and what that kind of service is that you're offering for people and, and, and how it can work for them?
2: Yes, for sure. So this is all going to come full circle, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> but so basically it like was a domino effect, right? So I, um, Started the podcast. I was so passionate about getting that running. I got it started. I love every minute of it. This is great. I knew from my Pinterest background that that's where the bulk of my traffic would come from. And that's true, it is. But um, what I was finding was with myself and with others, I was having a hard time finding quality images on my pins. Now, let me just back up for one second and say, Your pins themselves, P.S., they should be 600 by 900 pixels, but that's on the cheat
1: sheet.
2: (laughs) The pins themselves really need to be high quality pins. What that means is, you know, keep your script font to a minimum, maybe a word, you know, to accentuate something, but make sure it's legible. Make sure it's not too busy. You know, you know, just from a Pinterest user scrolling through that some pins are just not great. I'm just going to put it that way. Um, and the other piece of it, so I was having a hard time finding really great pins to share because you you still want to share, you know, the highest quality content you can, even if it's other people's. Um, but then, you know, let's, if you think about it, as Disney fans, many times, and especially people like me who are just starting um, and had only gone to Disney as a vacation and not as a business, your pictures are of you and your family. Well, Pinterest themselves say that statistically, pins with faces usually do not perform as well and i will completely agree that's true the majority of times if your pin has faces in it it just doesn't perform as well um and then also nobody really i'm to be honest nobody really cares about my personal family photos right like that's not why they're on pinterest and so i did i just had this lack and i live in minnesota and so that's where this like need for this type of program um, kind of evolved from, so I created it. So basically what I did is I reached out to a few of the Disney photographers who I just adore. They're phenomenal. Um, And we put together this program called the Photo Reserve. And so what that is, is basically it's a monthly program where we will send you eight really high quality, beautiful images for you to use commercially. So it's the intent is for those of you that are Disney content creators. You have full reign to use these in your business. You don't have to give photo credit. Our photographers appreciate it if you do, but you do not have to. This is provided to you to support, and support your content, Keep readers engaged, keep them clicking through to you know page after page. Um, so that's what we did.
1: That is so awesome, and it's such a need in the market. I think because, you know, for people like us, and I know you living in Minnesota, it certainly affects you as well. But us in Tennessee, we can't get down there as often as we want to, mm-hmm. and our last trip was in December. So, and we went for a few days in February, but in December, all of my pictures that I took are, have Christmas decorations in the background. Mm. It's like, I love these pictures. They're wonderful photos, but I've got to hold on to them for another, you know, 11 months before I can start posting those again. So that is so useful for someone to, to have a place to get the really high quality pictures and, and, and to grab that attention and to capture the beauty of the park. So I, I think it's a brilliant idea.
2: Thank you so much. We The feedback has been great. And yeah, I'm. it's exactly the point is there's so many of us that are these passionate Disney fans that just don't live in California or Florida, but we still have really great tips to share and really great content to share. Um, and so we just need a little bit of help to enhance that and keep readers engaged.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So if, if if somebody wants more information about that, where can they go to, to to figure out if that's going to be the right service for them?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So normally uh, when when we have readers sign up, we give you three photos just as a gift. Um, but at, because you're a listener of detour to Neverland, we are going to, we have a special link for you. And so then you can, we'll send you six. Um, and so, and then you'll learn all about the program. It's really simple. Um, I, we kept it really low cost because our passion is to help, you know, as men are, we really truly are trying to help. Disney content creators. So you can find more information at reportthemagic.com/slash detour. And we'll have it all there for you.
1: Catherine, we have our first link with our name in it.
0: (laughs) That's easy to remember. (laughs) Exactly. For sure.
1: And of course, we will put that in our show notes as well. So we thank you so much for doing that for our listeners. Um, and, and I know it's gonna help so many different people out there that. I just need that next photo. I saw a post today of someone saying, does anybody have a picture of a Dole Whip in front of the Jungle Cruise sign? It's like, <laughs> I wish I did. Specific. It's a little so, specific. That's a little,
2: but, but that's just it. And actually, okay, so I'm such a geek. But furthermore, <laughs> when you do – so there are some really great free stock photo. You know, places and they have beautiful photos but the um, quantity of Disney photos is very low and so if you are scrolling, and it's so funny because once you identify them, now you'll see every single pin that uses them but and I understand why they use them because they're great photos but you you want to stand out right you work way too hard putting together these blog posts or these podcasts to use the same photo as everybody else so this is a way that you can to hopefully help you stand out.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's
2: a really good point.
1: I -hmm. love it. I love everything that you have going (laughs) on. You're, you're, you are killing it so far.
2: Like-minded people. It's because we're (laughs) so similar that you're, yeah, for sure.
1: (laughs) Well, awesome. Well, I thank you so much for sharing all of that about Report the Magic and Pinterest and the photo reserve and everything that goes along with that. I know it's so useful for, useful for our listeners. And I know just chatting with you, you're an open book. So if anybody wants to reach out and has any further questions, um, I'm sure you'd be happy to help them as well.
2: A hundred percent. And the last thing I just wanted to add on to that is by going to that same URL, that's how you will get the Pinterest cheat sheet and the photos. It's all in one. Um, so I just wanted to make sure that clear. that's clear in case you're like, but wait, where do I go? <laughs>
1: Oh, yes. One spot, one stop one shop, spot. everything yeah. you need.
2: Exactly. <laughs>
1: well, perfect. So, the next thing we'll jump into is our lightning round. So, we got your background. Now, we want to know more about your Disney fandom. So, we'll just throw out these Disney topics and you just kind of share the first thing that comes to your mind. Perfect.
2: So, the first one's an easy one just name the Disney parks that you visited. This is so sad. I've only been to the four parks in Disney World. <laughs>
1: That's not sad. No,
2: oh, it's awful. <laughs> oh, I hate it.
1: <laughs> so of those four, which one is your favorite and why?
2: So I feel like this is very cliche uh, because every time I think of different Disney is just brilliant, right? I mean, they keep they they have the best of restaurants or rides sprinkled throughout the parks. Uh, so I hate to say that I have a hard time answering this question, but I do. But the very first thing that comes to my mind is Epcot. I passionately love Epcot. I love food. (laughs) Um, And so I think that that's great. I also Soren is one of my top two favorite rides. uh, So there's a lot of reasons why but I will I just have to say that Hollywood Studios has a very special place in my heart because I think it doesn't give very much love. And I love Toy Story mania with something just with my kids. It's so fun. It's fun for everybody. Anyone can ride it. Um, So yeah, so that's a close second.
1: I've got to ask do you have the Toy Story Mania video game no (laughs) Catherine you had that girl like not growing up but like when we first started dating I remember we played it oh yeah quite often
2: yeah I need it (laughs) (laughs) I'll have to find it
1: I think did they? I know you had it for like Xbox. Surely they have it for the computer too, or something.
2: The computer. <laughs> How would you play it on a Nobody computer? Nobody plays computer games anymore. No. Oh, they probably do. I bet you're right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where in
1: the world is Carmen San Diego? That's, that's not a so... thing anymore. <laughs> uh,
0: totally. I have the board game version of that in the classroom. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs>
2: oh, that's so funny.
1: So next one would be your Disney bucket list trip.
2: Okay, so I am dying to go on an abd trip any of them so adventures by disney i don't care the destination i am just someday i will be on an abd trip and it will be the best trip ever
1: we have priced those out many oh, a yeah. times <laughs> exactly
2: <laughs> which is why it's on my bucket list <laughs> yeah.
1: so somehow it always seems to be outside of our budget but
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> maybe one day maybe it'll someday. be <laughs> <Someday>.
0: yep <laughs> So the next one would be your favorite Disney resort. And it doesn't necessarily have to be one that you've stayed at.
2: Yeah. So I'm glad that you clarified that. Thank you. Because I mentioned just really briefly that I also love Hawaii. Um, I was actually married on the island. I have an uncle that lives there and he's lived there my whole life. So um, clearly the Polly is my favorite.
1: <laughs> Ooh, that is our favorite as well. Yeah.
2: Yes. Have you been to Aulani in Hawaii? So we actually got married in Ko'olina, which is where Alani is, uh, but we did not stay there. We have too many connections to Marriott in our family, and so we did not stay at Alani. but I have been there, yes.
1: <laughs> awesome. So next one would be, if you could only fast pass one ride for the rest of your life, which one would it be?
2: I have to say Soren. Um, right now, I know that there's hotter rides with longer waits, uh, but it just... It never gets old. I could just keep riding that ride forever and ever and I just yeah, I in. You said it was one of your top 2 favorite rides. What's your other favorite ride? Thrillomania. Mania. <laughs> 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 yeah.
1: I I like that answer because I don't I don't know what it is. It's probably a personal issue. I can't stand that queue. Like I get so uh, good antsy. Boy, duh, yes. And so to be able to skip that would be Phenomenal.
2: Oh, totally that I didn't even I really truly was just thinking about the ride. But yes, that cue is so boring so, <laughs> yeah. yeah, totally agree.
1: I think it's because like I like straight lines <laughs> And then that one like you They're spread out more in, Yeah, and so you're like constantly thinking like I'm behind this person, but this person's behind me But you're all standing in a row. <laughs> I, I it stresses me out. I think
2: Brendan yeah. are you an oldest
1: um i'm not familiar with the term so
2: like maybe. an oldest are you an oldest oh, child
1: oh oh, oh. No. no he's I'm actually a young. youngest
2: child <gasps> really oh gosh it's so i was just curious it's so funny when you said he was <laughs> <trying>. <laughs> we're very type a okay. personality but
1: i think my brother would be the exact same way so
0: for sure it must
1: just be a, a family thing
0: <laughs> must, be. Yeah. must be so sticking with rides which ride do you think is due for either an exit or a furbishment from the park
2: so, I really, truly, the only one that comes to mind is already going to be under refurbishment. But I, I do passionately believe that this is a good decision. You know? So, thank you, Disney, for caring about my opinion. Um, but that's Spaceship
1: Earth. Mm. I'm so curious to see what they do with it.
2: I am. I'm nervous. I mean, I'll be honest. I'm a little nervous. But I, I'm cautiously optimistic for this one.
0: That's a good way to put it.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Yep. I I hate to keep putting like my personal things on (laughs) these rides. I love it. I love it. But A, Rome is burning. The smell has to stay. (laughs) If they take it out, I'm boycotting. The other (laughs) thing is, I guess I've just grown up too much. I always remember as a kid, when they turn you around and you ride backwards, like my head would fall perfectly on the headrest (laughs) and be like the perfect nap. I'm too tall now. (gasps) My head just like... Dangles and free space—it's <laughs> not napping quality anymore. So, if Disney, higher
0: headrest. Yep, yeah,
1: I yeah. know a lot of imaginaires listen to this podcast, so they'll <laughs> they'll hear this message. But higher headrest, maybe some cushions—you know, just throwing <laughs> it out there—would really be great. Because what else are people doing when you're going back? De- you know, declining backwards.
2: Exactly. Yeah, that's just awkward. Well, and I do like like to your point. The Rome, the elements of it, I hope they keep the spirit of that. Uh, And even, but you know, when you think to the end and you're like doing that post and it's the idea of it's so great, but at this point now they could totally refresh that and make it better. So
1: I agree for sure. Yeah. So next one, probably our favorite segment, all about food, your favorite snack or go-to snack.
2: My favorite, too. Um, so this is new. I actually just tried it. Thank you. Thanks to Disney Food Blog. My absolute favorite snack is poutine in Epcot at the refreshment part.
1: Ooh, we have not had that.
2: Oh, it's so it's the soup from Canada on fries. It's so good. It's not
0: anything on fries is good to me. True.
1: true. Yep, we are de- determined to do a tour of loaded fries in Walt Disney World. <laughs>
2: Yes. That is a fantastic idea. I'll maybe, go with you. <laughs> maybe our
1: May trip, we only eat loaded fries exclusively.
2: <laughs> That's healthy. Yeah. yeah. That's going to be a tough
0: one. <laughs> so sticking with food, what would be your ta- your tape your favorite table service and your favorite quick service restaurant?
2: Yeah, so I do – this is also kind of cliche, but I have to say that st- – <laughs> Cinderella's royal table is my favorite table service and I say that only because yes it's very expensive but the experience is just I mean you are in Cinderella's castle there's just nothing like it um, and so I'm not saying it's something that we've only actually done it once um, on all of our trips and yes I hope we do it again but uh, that experience is amazing so I will I if it's okay I will have a second just because that is a little bit um, maybe out of budget for some and very hard to get um, for others. So my second favorite is Ohana. Mm. That, that is a crab favorite for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's Another one that's very hard to get too.
1: <laughs> it's getting easier though.
2: I have noticed, yeah, I got um, a very last minute one in the past, so I feel like it is maybe getting a little bit easier. But yes, and I actually like both. I like breakfast because I am a huge fan of character meals, um, but I really love dinner. I love uh, we do it. We try to like the last night, so we have the you can the magic the fireworks, the good food, the pog juice. I mean, the whole thing is just perfect.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. What about quick service?
2: All right, so quick service, um, I, I'm. I don't really love Disney burgers, so I have a. I try to be a little bit. I don't know, but I. I really like Pecos Bills in the Magic Kingdom, and I think the Magic Kingdom doesn't get a lot of food love, except for Royal Table and um, Be Our Guest. And I think that, if, especially if you're going on a more budget-conscious trip, um, the fact that you can have that Fixins Bar and the nachos in particular are my favorite. So I love that. I love that spot.
1: I've got to ask. I just feel like there's there's a a deep rooted rivalry like a like a college sports rivalry almost between Harbor House people and Pecos Bills people. So since you're a Pecos Bill person, does that mean that you do not like Harbor House?
2: So this is going to cause so much angst, but I actually don't love it. I don't. And
1: I- It's like, it's like science. You can't like (laughs) both of (laughs) them.
2: I mean, I get that you can sit upstairs. And this is so funny because to be honest, I ask every single person the same two questions. What are your favorite table service and quick service? And so often they say Columbia Harbor House. And now I'm going to have to ask them if they like Pecos built. That's the answer. (laughs)
1: Everybody's on one side or the other.
2: That's so interesting. That is funny.
1: Catherine, what team are you on?
0: I guess I'm more Pecos Bill.
1: You're actually team Pinocchio. But... I
0: am team Pinocchio. <laughs> mm. He's like a third party. I don't even know. He's like the underdog.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> next one would be your favorite character meet and greet moment.
2: For sure. Um, without it every single time, it's Tinkerbell. I think that the face characters do get in character so it's mind-boggling to me how they can stay in character, and it's so fun, um, even though I feel awkward all the time. Um, but Tinkerbell is just hilarious. The stuff she says is bonkers, but it's uh, it's just so funny. So I love her.
1: I was going to say, you're braver than I am. Face characters <laughs> intimidate the heck out of me.
0: They <laughs> do. Because you if know... I say
1: something completely ridiculous, they can mock me to my face. As the, <laughs> as the totally. other characters just make movements. Hand gestures,
2: yeah, <laughs> true. And, and I, I, I hear you a hundred percent, but I'm trying really hard because I, I just mentioned this in an Instagram live I did last night, but I am an introverted extrovert to the core. So I like teeter right at, in the middle. Um, and so I do feel very awkward and uncomfortable. So I'm really trying to have the mindset of you will never see these people again. <laughs> so <laughs>
1: That's
2: maybe that point. will help. That's yeah. a good point.
1: Yeah. But some of our listeners might remember Mario from Diamond in the Rough, he said Captain uh, America started recognizing him. Yeah. <laughs> so if you go often enough,
0: That's true. Oh, that's so Carmel funny. Might greet I might you by name one. next time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> awesome. So the next one would be your favorite Disney movie.
2: I have a really hard, hard, oh, I have a hard time with um, classic. I would say would be Lion King. But I don't know. I have to keep thinking about that because that's what I used to always. That's just like my go to. I don't know. I'm going to stick to it, but I'm going to I'm going to keep deciding if that's really my favorite. <laughs> I think that's a uh, solid choice. Yeah, it's at, after all these years. But yeah, I love it. So, mm-hmm.
1: so next one would be your favorite Disney song.
2: Um, roller coaster. Uh, this is such a Hawaiian. This You can tell this is me. Um, but I guess this is me authentically, <laughs> the Hawaiian roller coaster ride. It makes me so happy.
1: Ooh. They played that a lot when we were at Alani and I yeah. did not get tired of it at all.
0: <laughs> That's a good song. So the next one would be your favorite Disney quote.
2: Yes. So I actually, I'm going to say it wrong now but he's it's from Walt Disney it's not from a movie and he says whatever you do do it well and now I totally just as you were saying the words I i lost it <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh I'm so sorry
1: no we're we That's are okay. good it'll give people some homework go get the That's uh true. go get the full quote on that one get some inspiration but I, we true. know we know the gist of it
2: yeah We should, we might have to link to it because otherwise I'll feel so bad.
1: Yes. We'll put it in the show notes for sure. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So our very last one of the fast pass round is your favorite Disney parks memory.
2: Oh man. I, I do have a hard, of course, you know, cliche again, I have a hard time answering. Um, I would say so I have, like I said, I have four kids and, um, I, I took just the older two. So the older two are now 14 and 16 at the time they were 11 and 13. And it was just the three of us. We were in Florida for a dance competition and I had never gone on like a vacation. That wasn't a family, you know, everybody, a family vacation. It felt awkward. Um, I wasn't, I was excited to go to Disney because I always am. And I, I'm always up for it, you know, until I went, I would never turn it down, But it just kind of felt weird, Um, but it ended up being this amazing bonding time, you know, Just and this I always, and I'm sure you're the same way, I think that this is something that's so true about Disney and part of why I love it so much is that it is such a time for a family to really soak each other in, enjoy each other without the outside world, of course. That's what the magic of the Disney bubble, Um, but this particular trip just ended up being elevated because it was just the three of us. Um, and so I think that that's my favorite memory. I don't have a specific moment, possibly dinner at Ohana, to be honest with you. Um, what I described with the fireworks in the background and the pog juice and all three of us, now that they're older, they're more into the food, actually, versus the experience. Um, they can't like hollywood and vine probably wouldn't fly anymore (laughs) 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 with them um and so which is really fun right it's a whole different uh time for them and so for me as their mom to be able to just and they have little brothers that are only two and four and so you know undivided attention just for the three of us i think that was probably but a hard question to answer yeah, no, that's
0: a good one. I love that. And I love that they're food people. Those are our kind of kids. <laughs> oh, totally. <laughs> totally.
1: So our very last question, something we ask all of our guests is if you have one piece of parting guidance that you can give to someone who's looking to jump into this community, either as a content creator, or maybe they want to create their own products, what would be your advice to them?
2: I love this question. Okay. So and I, I will never say I'm an expert, but two things... Well, first of all, of course, get on Pinterest guess I can't, I can't skip that altogether. So please jump on Pinterest, reach out to me with any questions. But um, two things, I I feel a lot of times that I... This was me 100%. When I first started the blog, I like spent two weeks trying to choose a WordPress theme. Good grief, don't do that. Like, mm-hmm. Just choose something and go with it. So I think a lot of times we stand in our way and we want things to be perfect or we get scared... And we say, you know, who's going to read this? How, you know, don't let that fear just, um, it doesn't have to be perfect to be done. Uh, Just get it out there. There's plenty of time to improve it and tweak it and make it better. Um, Your very first blog is not going to be the same. You know, it's not going to look the same six months down the road, a year from now. But just getting yourself out there, you will learn so much as you go. Um, and then second of all, consistency. I mean, truly, this is actually where I struggle. So I'm speaking um, from my heart because this is my side hustle. And so I'm, I'm telling myself, honestly, as much as I'm telling all of you, as much as you can be consistent, whether that's once a week, once every other week, um, that's really, truly where you're going to see that exponential growth. Um, and so that's just my opinion, but I do believe that that's, uh, advice that I would give someone starting.
1: Absolutely. I think that is wonderful advice for everybody. And I think the first person, the first portion of that really reminds me of Walt's quote, where he says the best way to get started is to stop talking and begin doing. Is that (gasps) it? Did I kill it? Did I murder it? (laughs) (laughs) No. But I, I think that's exactly right. That, that you can, you can have just decision paralysis where you don't move because you're scared to take a wrong step, but you know, you're not going to get to where you need to be unless you take those first steps and, and learn along the way and adapt and, and improve things. So I, I think that's all wonderful advice. So I thank you so much for sharing that. For
2: sure. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah,
1: yeah absolutely. One last thing. If you can share our listeners with our listeners where they can connect with you online.
2: Yes, yeah, so we did make it really easy. It's at reportthemagic Magic everywhere, even on Twitter, even though I'm never there because I don't <laughs> understand it. Um, but so um, ReportTheMagic.com, again, remember slash detours where you'll find specific information for the photo reserve and this, but the site itself and all of our episodes. Um, we have posts there. Our show notes are there. Uh, the podcast itself, we are on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify. Um, and then on Facebook and Instagram are also just at Report the Magic. Perfect. Great.
1: Well, Kirsten, thank you so much for joining us. We've really had a blast chatting with you.
2: I had so much fun. Thank you again so much.
1: Do you like Star Wars? How about Marvel? How about Disney? If you answered yes to any of these, we'd love to have you listen to our new podcast, Kingdom Malcast. We're just three guys chatting about news, topics, and events in the Disney universe. Find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. Thank you for listening to Detour to Neverland. Subscribe to the show and leave a review to help more people find us. Follow us on Instagram at DetourToNeverland underscore podcast to see our pictures from the parks. See you real soon.